This week's mailbag comes to us from Holly. Hi, team. I have a mailbag response based on a prompt from StoryWorth, and it said, what's a small decision you made that ended up having a big impact on your life? I would say starting to listen to podcasts in 2014 or 2015, because I did not want to be idle during the time I was pumping in the nursing mom's room at work. Those are free and so easy to download, and I didn't have anything better to do while sitting there waiting for time to pass. If I had not listened to podcasts, I would not have found my love of organizing, at least in the same way where it was Lisa Woodruff's motivation to get organized, get a Sunday basket, become a certified organizer, and start my own business. Now, five years in, I would not have had it any other way. But it all started just listening to a podcast so that I could learn a thing or two about how to keep my house under control with a new baby, having to keep track of all the papers, bottle, pump parts, and cloth diapers. Never did I think this would end with me wanting to be a business owner. That podcast also led me down a path of self-inquiry, self-improvement, and professional development. I have made so many great connections to people and found the anagram through it. I needed a sense of identity as a new mom, and I definitely got it all, all from grabbing some time to better myself and listen to something that would be motivating, encouraging, and such a good resource. Do you have an Organized 365 success story? If so, we would love to hear about it. Please send us an email at customerservice at organized365 and tell us how you have taken back your home, your paper, and your life with Organized 365. Welcome to the Organized 365 podcast. I'm your host, professional organizer, productivity expert, and motivational speaker, Lisa Woodruff. This podcast will help you embrace progress over perfection and create lasting functional organizing in your home. I have so much to share with you, so let's get started. Last week, I shared with you our first Jumpstart initiative, which is your personal organization, where I would counsel anyone to start in getting themselves organized after they've implemented the Sunday Basket. However, some of you are not going to want to start in your personal spaces for various reasons. One, maybe they're already organized. Two, it doesn't matter how much it would help you if you were organizing yourself. You are drowning so much you must start in family spaces. Or three, you need your organizing journey to be more visible and not invisible to get a spouse's or someone else's buy-in for you to continue on your organizing journey. I know this because while I counsel you to start in your personal organizing at home, when I was an in-home professional organizer, the most popular package I sold in my first couple of years in business was the Mommy Makeover Package. And in the Mommy Makeover Package, we did her closet, the home office or wherever she ran her home administration, her laundry room, and the kitchen. But when that package was sold, we always, always, always started in the kitchen. And the reason why is because for the person we were organizing, which was a woman, all of those spaces helped her to be more centered and in control of the majority of her day. 
However, the only one that was visible to the rest of the family was the kitchen. And because we would be coming back to her house four times, we wanted the spouse to see the wow of the first day of organizing so that she would not cancel for the subsequent organizing sessions. I mean, there's so much to this organizing, right? Like it should be enough to just say like, okay, I'm going to uh, go on a wellness journey, which means I need a treadmill and I need different clothes. I need this, right? Uh, So we would say like, I am going to go on an organizing journey, which means that I need all of these things. But the reality is our motivation is very fleeting. Like, and we need to have quick wins in order to keep going. And if we are living in cohabitation with other people and our finances are co-mingled, the other people want to know that the resources that we're devoting to this are actually going to make an improvement for all and not just one. Not always, but sometimes. So that's why we would always start in the kitchen because we knew that was a space we were going to do and we knew it would be a marked improvement and difference that the entire family would see. So back to what I said last time, in the research Organize 365 has done, we have found that 87% of Americans believe that organization is a learnable skill, and yet those same Americans self-report that they are basically not organized. Like the most organized they are is in their paper and information management, and that's only 18% of those surveyed. When we get to family organization, 14% of people surveyed believed that they were organized in the family and communal spaces in their home. Those spaces are the kitchen, living room, laundry room, dining room, family room, front hall, first floor bathroom, anything that you would find on the first floor of a two-story home. Those are your family and communal spaces. So our second jumpstart option, which you could do in place of personal organizing. You could do after personal organizing. You could do these in different orders. It doesn't matter. Same exact thing. We've pulled the lessons from the Productive Home Solution into a Jumpstart Kitchen program and walk you through how to get your kitchen all the way organized in six weeks or less. So inside of the program, it is four weeks of the program. You could do it in four weeks or you can do it in six weeks, but you will get this all the way done. This was one of the big things that, I mean, we just started the 25th round of the Productive Home Solution. Someone on the team told me that. I was like, that can't be right. And they they were like, Lisa, here's how we did the math. I was like, oh my gosh, we've been doing this. We've done this 25 times. So three times a year. I mean, this program has been around for a long, long, long time. And one thing that has been true from round one all the way to round 25 is that we always started in the kitchen and the kitchen always takes three weeks. When I really sat down to figure out like, how do you get your whole house organized in one year? And I had to map that out. I was like, when you organize the kitchen, you don't get deep enough. Like You get surface level organized and then you move on because everything else seems so much more disorganized than the kitchen. These jumpstart programs, if you start here, will really encourage you to get all the way organized, either in your personal or in your kitchen spaces. And all the way organized is pretty detail organized. I will tell you that. So when you get all the way organized in your kitchen, you're going to start with figuring out what your zones should be in your kitchen and what phase of life you are in currently. 
So in our research, we found 83% of those survey agree that different stages of life require different approaches to home organization. And yet when we organize our kitchens, we rarely think about what stage or phase of life that we are in. I have lived in my home for 27 years, which means that we lived there before we had children, we raised our children, our children graduated from college, and now our grandchild is living with us. Like this house, this kitchen has had many, many, many different phases of life. I was in my 20s when I moved in this house. I'm in my 50s now. I do Thanksgivings. I do Christmases. Like our house has functioned in so many different ways. So the first thing I want you to do when you're organizing your kitchen is I want you to pretend that you are moving into this house for the first time, that everything in your kitchen is in boxes. You don't need to go that far but I want you to pretend like you're moving in again. And so the first day you just sit down, you don't open a thing. And you just think about, well, if I was moving right now into this house, how would I organize this kitchen without looking at anything that's in any single cabinet? The next thing, when I was organizing homes and I was in people's homes and I was organizing their kitchen, I would do this by walking through the kitchen, not opening any drawers or any cabinets and just touching them and saying, what am I going to find when I open this cabinet? What am I going to find when I open this drawer? What am I going to find when I open this lower cabinet? And having the homeowner tell me what is going to be in there. Then when I open it up and we take everything out, anything that they did not know was going to be in that cabinet is a surprise to them and a surprise to me. And then I can say, okay, so this was in this cabinet. You didn't remember this was in this cabinet. Is this something you need at all? Is this where you would go to look for this if you were trying to find it later? Or should it go somewhere else? So your kitchen is really like a whole house. I want you to think of your kitchen as a whole house. It does so many things. And every cabinet is like a tiny room. And every room has to have a purpose for the phase and stage of life that you are in. And I've talked many, many times about, you know, how my kitchen has evolved over time. And, you know, like when you have a baby, you designate a baby cabinet or at least a baby shelf for the bottles and the little, you know, the different foods that they have. Like we have a whole shelf just for our grandson, Grayson, has like the foods that he likes and little individual things we could throw in the diaper bag or for going somewhere like every person in your family needs to have an area that is for them. So if you have kids that are school age, you should have a lunch packing station. You should have a drink cabinet where everybody's favorite drinks are. I have an entertaining cabinet where I have everything for the Sunday dinners when my mother-in-law comes over. You know, we have a whole leftovers cabinet, like for where we put everything when we want to save it in the refrigerator. All of these different things that you do, all these different ways that you use your kitchen need to have little mini rooms or little compartments. And you may say, oh, that would be great, but my kitchen is so small. Or, oh, that's awesome, but my kitchen is so large, I can never get through it in six weeks. The size of your kitchen does not matter as much as the functionality. If your kitchen is so small, then you may have to do double duty, or you may have to have a separate resource kitchen that is not part of your kitchen. 
Um, you may set it up in your garage. You may set it up in your basement. Again, if you live in a New York apartment and you just don't have that kind of space, I mean, you're probably getting a lot of takeout. <laughs> there, are, there are pluses and minuses to every size dwelling that we have. Instead of wishing that you had something that you don't have, take what you have and make it as functional as possible. And then if you ever do move or you have the opportunity to make improvements to your house, you will know exactly what you want to put in there. Secondly, when you organize your kitchen and why I used to always start in the kitchen is because there are so many parts of the kitchen organizing lessons, the 21 organizing lessons that I have in the kitchen that then will play out in the rest of your organizing. So we really teach you in the kitchen how to organize a drawer step by step by step and then how that drawer organization can be applied to any drawer anywhere in your house. Like once you know how to organize one drawer, you know how to organize all drawers. And there are certain organizing rules that apply to drawers. And so in this kitchen organizing, when you do the, the jumpstart kitchen or you're in the productive home solution and you do the kitchen area, you are learning a lot of how do you plan a space? How do you organize a drawer? How do you look at every cabinet as a mini space that has a mini function? Take that back to the bedroom that we talked about last week. I didn't talk about organizing dressers, but dressers should be the same way. Each dresser, if I touch it, what's in that dresser? How do you organize that? Is that a mini space of organizing? Everything is a mini space. The next thing is organizing stations. So let me get a little bit deeper into organizing these stations. Everyone in your kitchen is going to have dishes. They might be paper plates. They might be china. It doesn't matter. Everyone is going to have dishes. Everyone is going to have some kind of silverware. Everyone is going to have some kind of utensils like a can opener or a wooden spoon or a spatula or an ice cream scoop. Even in college dorm rooms, we have ice cream scoops. Like you're going to have some kind of utensils. These categories of kitchen things you are going to have. Stations, organizing stations or ways of organizing your kitchen are dependent on the phases of life that you're in. When you're thinking about a shared college kitchen, you probably don't have a lot of cabinet space. You probably don't have a lot of space in that kitchen at all. A way to make space in a college kitchen would be to put a traditional bookshelf in there anywhere you can. Like if you could fit a bookshelf in there or um, one of the Kallax Ikea cube units, or there are other places that have cube units as well, and assign everybody a cube where they can keep their food, that is going to give you some more space. So really thinking about what is the goal of this kitchen? How many people does it serve? What phases of life are all of those people in? What can you add to this kitchen that will give you some extra space? What can you take away that you only need seasonally? So what can you add to this space? Uh, I remember when our kids were three, four, five, I was a stay-at-home mom. You know, they went to preschool, which was like two hours twice a week. It's almost pointless at that point. I We have like an overhanging bar area where you would put bar stools, but we didn't have our kids sit sit at the counter. It wasn't that much of an overhang. It was only, you know, like a foot. So I went out to the store and I bought um, low-level bookshelves. I guess they were like maybe three feet high. It was like a, 
imagine a bookshelf that just has one shelf. So it's like two shelves and they had little doors on them. And I was able to fit two of those in that space on the other side of the kitchen. And I put all of the kids art stuff in there. So our kitchen functioned as where we did art, where the kids would pull out the Play-Doh and all that. And they would do that on the counter or they would do that on the table while I was making dinner. Also, same phase of life when my kids were three, four, five years old. I was in a direct sales company working from home as a stay-at-home mom. I've never been a good cook. So I took all of our cookbooks and I put them somewhere else in the house because I wasn't using any of them. I've only ever used three cookbooks, but I moved the like 25 that we had somewhere else, cleared out a whole cabinet and started putting binders in there. I had all of my binders and everything that I needed for my direct sales business. So when I was standing in my kitchen, I had two cabinets that were like a home office. On the opposite side of where I was cooking were all of my kids' art supplies. I had another cabinet that was like my home office for my household management, not my income earning potential. I had a cabinet that was all the snacks and everything that the kids needed, sippy cups and all of that. And then I had my regular kitchen. Same kitchen that you see today, same, pretty much the same layout that you see today in the videos that I had, where there is a long counter with cabinets above and below, used to be a planning desk and a little pantry with a door on it. But the circular cabinets, the, the horseshoe of cabinets has remained the same, even though we had new cabinets installed. Think about how you use your space. Last week when I talked to you about your bedroom, you can have anything you want in your bedroom. You can have projects in your bedroom. Same in your kitchen. Like who's going through your kitchen cabinets? Nobody. Nobody knows what's in your kitchen cabinets. And whoever is the primary cook, at that time it was me, now it is Greg, whoever is the primary cook should be the one to establish the organization in the kitchen. Now, if you are not the primary cook, but you are going to establish the organization, just interview them. Pretend to be their professional organizer and you do the work. I do this all the time. And set up the kitchen so it works for your stage of life and your phase of life and that you have different stations for what you are organizing. I realized, you know, I was good when the kids were little at setting up stations that they needed, like where they could get their little snacks because I was a preschool teacher. So I wanted our house to be very accessible to our kids and I wanted them to be as independent as possible. So that came naturally to me. What did not come naturally to me was once they were in school and I was also working and I didn't know how to run a household where I wasn't a stay-at-home mom. That's when all of my organization fell apart when I stopped being a stay-at-home mom because I just wasn't home all of the time. And that's when it occurred to me, I was up in the morning getting ready for breakfast and lunches. I'd come into the kitchen and I got everything. I got the toaster out. I got the waffles out. I got the lunch boxes out. I got the bread out. I got the peanut butter. I got the jelly. And I was making the lunches. And I turned around and every single cabinet in my kitchen was open. I don't know about you, but I have this really bad habit that I open a cabinet and I get out what I need. I don't close that cabinet till I'm sure I'm not going to need anything else in there because why close something you're going to have to open again? So often... If I'm in the kitchen, like half of the cabinets are open. And I turned around, I saw all the cabinets were open. And I was like, well, that is exhausting. Like, why, why is every single cabinet open? And so the next morning I did the same thing, same thing. I was like, wow, in order for me to make breakfast for my kids and pack their lunches, 
it takes every single cabinet. Like, this does not seem very time efficient. Now, side note, I'm a morning person. When I'm up, I am ready to go. My children net so much. So when I was getting them ready for school, I had a lot of energy and my children did not. And I learned, I learned, did not always implement, but I did learn that when I pushed and prodded and hurried my children, they actually slowed down. I don't know why that happens, but it's what happened in my house. And so it was during this phase of life where I was opening everything and I had all this like busy body energy and my children were moving at the pace of a sloth that I would sit down there in the kitchen. I'd be like, okay, how can I be more productive in the morning? I don't know why I'm still waiting for children. And I was like, you know, if I get the toaster out every morning and I get the lunch boxes out every morning and I get the syrup out and I get, I get all these things out from all these different cabinets, could I reorganize this so that everything was in one or maybe two cabinets? And that's why I went to a breakfast cabinet and a lunch packing cabinet. So of course, you know, I'm noodling, just spending 15 minutes a morning, you know, noodling on this. By the next week, I'm coming down in the morning, opening one cabinet, breakfast is ready, opening another one, everything, lunches is, are packed. My kids were starting to pack their own lunches on Sunday for Monday. That's a good tip, by the way. If your kids can't pack lunches every single day because they have so much going on, they can definitely pack their Monday lunch on Sunday night if you want to work your kids' way into habits like that. And then I was able, it was so great. I went to the grocery store. I was able to buy things for lunch. I opened up the lunch cabinet. I was like, oh yes, we're out of chips. We're out of, you know, the fruit cups were out of, like I could see everything that was going to be in the lunches all in one place. I stopped overbuying. I stopped underbuying. Everything was better when I made a breakfast cabinet and a lunch cabinet. I don't need a lunch cabinet anymore. We don't really have a breakfast cabinet anymore, but now we have Sunday dinner for the family. We have more, we have enough appetizers on Sunday that could be your meal, but we have appetizers, we have Sunday dinner, we have dessert. I finally have a cake plate at the age of 50 that I can put a cake on. I have all the birthday candle numbers. Like that's what I have now. I went and I bought all appetizer dishes. We have three different kinds of small appetizer plates. We have three different kinds of rectangular. You could put cheese or cracker. I love it. So much fun. And I know that I have enough space for this because I have one cabinet, one cabinet shelf designated for just appetizer, little platters and plates. That's all that's on that shelf. It makes me so happy. Do you have your kitchen organized to support the phase and stage of life that you're in that makes you so happy? That you know, you know, if you, you want to do a little retail therapy and you're shopping online or you're walking through Target and you're like, you know... I, th I think I'd like to get a little Valentine's Day plate. Do you have a place for that Valentine's Day plate? Now, here's, here's my little uh, practical, functional organizing on this. I've gone to all white. We do not like our plates. We currently have longer burger plates. I waited forever to buy those plates. I love them. They don't chip. They're great. They're going to outlive me. However, we don't love them, but we have not been able to find new everyday China. We've been looking for like 10 years. When Greg and I find what we like, we will buy all of it, but we can't find what we like. So because we can't find what we like, I have started buying all of our appetizer plates, uh, little dishes and plates. They're either clear or they're white. 
Some we've bought gray because we really like the gray, which does not match our plates at all, but that's fine. So all of my things are white. So when you see, like right now, you'll see some really cute Valentine's Day stuff. Don't buy it. I mean, do you, re do you really have people over for Valentine's Day? I don't. How often are you going to use that plate? Rarely. Now, if you want to buy something spring, like I've got a big bunny platter that I got for my wedding, and I do use that two or three times a year because it's it's spring. I can use it March, April, May. I can use it for all of spring. I do buy Christmas stuff because we celebrate Christmas. I love it. But I usually tend to use the white over the Christmas stuff anyway. I like to buy, and these are really hard to find, so let me know if you know how to find them. I like to buy seasonal cheese knives. The reason why they're hard to find, Lisa, is because they were popular in the 80s, not now. That's fine. No, whatever. My mom's now giving me hers from the 80s, which works for me. I have little cheese knives that are like acorns or have a Santa Claus on it or have those. Sure. Feel free to buy that with Valentine's Day on it. But there's so much marketed to us for Valentine's Day. I don't know how many of us are really decorating our house for that. A snowman would be better. Like, because you could use a snowman thing for January and February and early into March if you live in Ohio. So think about when you think about buying something for your kitchen, think about not only the fact that it's being marketed to you today, but how often will you use it and where will you put it? So having something that is spring or fall oriented is better than a specific holiday unless you celebrate that holiday and you know that you'll use it. Now, I do buy table runners that are seasonal. So I'll have a Valentine's Day table runner, and we have that out for a couple of weeks in February that then quickly moves to one that has bunnies on it, and then we move to one that is 4th of July, and then we move to one that is pumpkins, and then we move to one that is Christmas trees. So I have, what is that, five of those, and they just change out. Or if you have like what you keep your napkins in, maybe that's seasonally themed. You can have something that is seasonally themed and then collect it for every season. I find that that helps me with my desire to partake in retail therapy seasonally, but not overwhelm, where do I store it? How often am I going to use it? Did I get my money's worth out of it? Um, another way I did this was getting different wreaths that go on my front door. So now I, like, I love my fall wreath. My Christmas wreath is nice. I just had to buy a new wreath for spring because my spring wreath got ruined. So, you know, those kinds of things. Like, put your seasonal ideas towards places where, you know, I have wreaths hanging in my basement. I just swap out the wreath. There's a place for it. When it gets old, I'll buy a new one. Maybe not for serving pieces. We, we usually don't use that many seasonal serving pieces, but you can find seasonal serving pieces everywhere. It'd be better to buy something that is that will work in all seasons that is the right shape and size that you need. And then what I tend to do is double down. <laughs> so on those little entertaining, they're mini platters really, they're little rectangles. I have two mini ones and I have four bigger ones and then I have one that's kind of deep that I can put a brie in. And I organize those all on one shelf in my kitchen using a computer riser. I don't know what it's called. You know how you can get those, um, you put a computer monitor on top of it and you could slide your keyboard underneath? Well, if you go on Amazon, you can get those that have an extra shelf. And that's how I organize that shelf. I have platters on each of those little, um, the, each of those little shelves. So it looks like I have a ton of shelves 
inside of my cabinet, but I don't. I have one shelf that has this little computer riser on it, and these little platters are on all these different little shelves. So once you know what phase of life you're in, you can start buying more of what you need to support that stage and phase of life. And then you can organize that all in a mini room. So in my cabinet that I open up that has my entertaining is on the middle shelf. On the top shelf in that cabinet are all our wine and martini glasses that we rarely use. And on the bottom shelf in that cabinet is anything for our grandson. So all of the um, mini fruits and vegetables and snack cookies and, and it used to have his bibs are all in there. So when I open up that cabinet, that cabinet is for us being grandparents on Sunday dinner. On the bottom is for our grandchild. On the middle is for all, all of our appetizers. And on the top is for alcoholic drinks if we're going to have those. Otherwise, Monday through Saturday, that cabinet pretty much stays closed. Do you see how that works in this phase and stage of life? I would have never had a cabinet like that for the first 20 years we lived in that house because we weren't entertaining anybody. We didn't have any money. And now I know that like when I found um, little clear appetizer dishes, I was like, oh, those would be perfect. And I know where I'm going to put them. And sometimes I'll bring home new things like that and I'll go, great, I'm replacing this and I donate what I used to have. It keeps the novelty in there. So just like when we organized in our closet, do you have what you need for all of the functions that you're doing in your kitchen? Do you have a good enough mixer? Is your toaster, can you toast, you know, four pieces of toast instead of two? Is it time to upgrade your toaster? You know, do you have more than one ice cream scoop if you have ice cream every single night? We have four spatulas because when I cook with these Pampered Chef spatulas, I'll end up using all four. If you end up with like, oh, I got to go get that out of the dishwasher all the time, buy another one. Buy what you need so that you can cook all weekend long and run the dishwasher and not be trying to hand wash things so that you can keep going. I told you that my husband does the cooking now. And so my husband does the cooking now and he cooks from scratch and he always makes something new. Like it's always new. To me, I like to like find something, make it, get faster at it. Not Greg. He loves to make new things, try new things. And he likes us to have salad when we have dinner because his mom likes to have salad, as do I. And so he said that he wanted a salad bowl. Well, I have always wanted like a nice wooden salad bowl with a wooden tongs that go in it. And so for Father's Day, I got him like all of this cooking stuff. And one of these things was a wooden salad bowl with wooden tongs in it. And we use that all the time. We use it every single Sunday. We use it. And now we put popcorn in it in the evenings. And I love it. I love that wooden salad bowl. And we didn't get it until he was in his 50s and I was in my late 40s. Like, think about what would make you just so happy in your kitchen. Starting to think about the phase and stage of life that you're in, the things that you use all of the time, often we end up using things all of the time that are hand-me-downs or they're worn out. And then we have really nice things that we never use, but they're perfect condition. You see what I'm saying? Like most, I know a lot of people who have sold their china or sold their crystal. And then I don't know what they use the money for, but just like in your closet, when you sell your clothes, you could buy clothes with it. You can sell things that you're not using and then use that money for things that would really make your life better in your kitchen. Now, I still have all my china. I still have all my crystal. I love all of mine, but I know that, 
you know, that is something that we got when we got married, if you're of my age, and a lot of people are not using it. So if you're not using it, replacements.com will buy it. <laughs> you know, and you can get a lot of money. And then you can use that for something that you really do want in your kitchen. So number one, the zones and having a plan in your kitchen is the key. It's not about taking everything out of every cabinet and wiping it down and putting it all back in. Of course, you're going to do that. But it is having the zones and having a plan and then going cabinet by cabinet, thinking about them as little tiny rooms and creating stations that are going to work for you. Now, when you are organizing your kitchen, and in the Productive Home Solution, we spend three weeks on just the physical part of the kitchen. I want you to spend these full three to six weeks on your kitchen because when you were done organizing your personal spaces, you were organized now, spending 50% of your time organized. When you get your kitchen all the way organized and by all the way organized, I mean the cabinet above the refrigerator, the cabinet above the microwave, that cabinet that you have to get on the floor, open the cabinet, put your arm all the way in the back to get whatever's out of the back of that corner cabinet. Like why'd they even install that that way? I don't know. You've touched every single thing in your kitchen. You've only kept the things that you're actually using in this phase of life in your kitchen then you're ready to be done with the kitchen. And most of us, I mean, up until this point, most of us would declare the kitchen done if we cleaned out the refrigerator, maybe the freezer, cleaned out the pantry, all the dishes were done and washed, and we cleaned out a couple of the cabinets and wiped them down. And if you just clean out all your cabinets and wipe them down and put everything back in without this extensive thought process of what phase of life are you in? Are these all mini rooms? Do you still use this? Do you want to use more of this? The, the organization difference is like night and day. It is like night and day. And while we're not as home as much as we have been the last couple of years, the cost of food and coupled with inflation have made the kitchens our most expensive parts of our household. And it is imperative that in 2024, we focus on having better systems to not waste any of our food because it just has become way too expensive to do so. So you will immediately see a reduction in your food bill and an increase in your productivity when you take the time to organize your kitchen for the phase of life you're in. And the bonus we're adding into this Jumpstart program is we do have a week on meal planning. Don't worry, I, I didn't do it. Don't worry. It is part of the Productive Home Solution. I have done all of the lessons in the Productive Home Solution, except for meal planning, where Virginia saves the day. And Virginia combines how we organize our kitchen with the Sunday basket and creating a four-week meal plan so that your money goes further, so you can be more productive, so you can have a better organization structure around the food that you are doing inside of your kitchen as well. All right, so this is the second of our jump starts. And, you know, the whole reason behind this is when you go from the Sunday basket to the productive home solution, for some people, it's just too big of a jump. And I'll be honest, maybe you don't all need it. I mean, if you have the Sunday basket, you get your personal organizing and you get your kitchen organized, you're 80% organized. You literally will spend 80% of your time organized if you organize your kitchen, your personal spaces, and you add on the Sunday basket. I mean, for a lot of people, 
that may be as organized as you want to be. He may say, Lisa, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you can come home at any time and walk into your kitchen, you know what's in your kitchen. It's perfectly organized for your phase of life. And you know what meals you're going to make. And you have all the right stuff. So you make a meal and then you do whatever you do. You make another meal and then you go upstairs, wash your face, put your pajamas on, go to bed, organize, wake up, take a shower, you get dressed, organize, come down, make your coffee, go wherever you go, organize. Like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty organized life. When you'll want to move on beyond jumpstart is when either one, you've decided, no, I want to get all the way organized. Like I want to, I want to be done organized or I'm moving or I have some other golden window or unexpected event. I'm having a baby. I'm doing a new job. I'm moving. I'm hitting a milestone birthday. You know, I'm taking on caregiving roles for someone. I have to support someone in, you know, their end of life and in clearing out their home. All of those times, you're going to want to do the full productive home solution, get through all your storage spaces. You're going to do the paper solution where you organize all your information management into binders. But I mean, if you're not doing any of those things and you're like, you know, it would be really nice if I could get organized in just, you know, one 120 day cycle, you definitely could do that. Six weeks with a Sunday basket, six weeks with personal, six weeks with your kitchen organization. Totally do that. One, two, three. The kitchen jumpstart will be the same as the personal jumpstart. It'll be around every six weeks. Uh, this one, again, will start on the day after Valentine's Day on February 15th, and it'll be done April 1st. Your kitchen will be ready to go. You may say, oh, you know, this is way better than for me. I don't want to do the productive home solution. I like this jumpstart idea. So Lisa, can I do both jumpstarts at the same time? I mean, yeah, you could. But we're going to start another round so you could do one and then the next one. Just go over to organize365.com slash jumpstart to figure out what your plan will be. And of course, you can always email customer service and we'll have somebody from our education team talk to you about your organizing plan. I really think this is going to be the answer for people who don't need the full productive home solution, for people who want a smaller way to get started for people who like to have accountability and a short window, like, yep, I want to sign up for the personal here. I want to sign up for the kitchen here. I want to sign up for the Sunday basket here. Like I want to have small wins along the way. And like I said, for some of you, two jump starts plus the Sunday basket may be all you need for a long, long time. So I was, I wanted to create this. I wanted to create these, see if these would help you get started uh, bite-size your organizing. And ultimately, I mean, living an 80% organized life, that, that's a pretty organized life. To be able to say that you're family space organized, personal organized, we want this for you. And anything that we can do to help you do it is what I'm here to do. All right. Have a great week.